This episode contains content that may be alarming to some listeners and may bring up some past memories. Please check the show notes for a more detailed description. And as always, take care of yourself. We love you. So, you want to get started in this bitch? Mm, I'm ready. Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy night. This is Fatal Distraction. Squirrel! Hi, Janet. This actually stinks. What What stinks? If you actually go to drink it, this drink you made. <laughs> well, I beg. If you don't, <laughs> smell it before you drink it. I don't want to. Smell it. I don't want to. I mean, you already drank it, but smell it like you're going to drink it. It it smells like if scotch tape were caramel scented. I don't know, funky. So like It I, smells like scotch tape if it were caramel scented. Keep trying not to smell it. Well, blow your nose or something. <gasps> it's not blowing. I just didn't breathe. I mean, you could just you could continue doing that. Mhm. Might have some adverse effects. Mm-hmm. Anyways, hi Janet. Hi Miranda. How you doing? I'm doing great because we got Delaney back. We do have Delaney back. Hi Delaney, how you doing? Hey girls, I'm doing good. Yay! I know we've been recording for almost 19 minutes already because we fucking love talking to you. Thank you for not sucking, and I'm Thank so you. glad that we do not have to <laughs> add a laugh track in to your uh, to your episodes with us. Um, not that we've had to do that uh, with previous guests or anything. Thank you I for still say you should, just for cheese factor, because I'm not that funny. So. I will, what the fuck, fuck off. <laughs> Thanks for accepting the fact that we were late tonight. Yes. I know others have not accepted the fact that we were late before. I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time I got turned down by a stripper, <laughs> I'd have a dollar. <laughs> I'd like to saying. be turned on by a stripper. I'd have many dollars. You have been turned on by strippers. So I was a freelance writer for a long time. I say that, A, because I know that before you go on a show or submit to a magazine or anything like that, you go to the place and see what they're about and what it's like and if it's going to be a good, you. you know. And number two, one of the first stories that I covered when I was, you know, just starting was I um, interviewed a bunch of strippers. We had like three strip clubs at the time here in Fedville. And uh, I went to them and interviewed some of the strippers. And uh, Can we do I mean, that? Can we do that? Can we do that? Can you we- might have to have like a guy come with you. Yeah. Like I had to have my editor need come a badge. with me. Just because they were like, we got to make sure there's no you know, prostitution. Now, bear in mind, this was the 1990s and right. I was, you know, 30 years like- younger and probably a hundred pounds lighter. So, you know, like nowadays they would just be like, whatever, grandma, go on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you- <laughs> I have my ends with a strip club near me, so I'm good. There you go. There you go. I've never been to a strip club. I've, I've been to a male, a male review and I'm, okay. But like, wait a minute. So like strip club is different than burlesque performance. Yep. Totally different. Cause I've gone to a million of those because I do that. I but go like to a an strip, actual club strip club every year for my birthday, my except for last year. Thank you, COVID. Can you, can you be a friend? Can you be a friend and uh, bring a bitch? Yeah. Um, Why? So tell me what's new with you in the past seven weeks. Seven weeks. Want to try that Is again? Seven weeks. So seven tell me. So, so tell me what's new with you, Miranda, in the past seven fucking days, because I know my difference between days and weeks. 
I, girl, if I went into everything, I'd need my own new therapy hour because so, my therapy hour today with my actual therapist was not fucking nearly enough. Like, I cannot. I had an emotional breakdown with my supervisor on Monday and it was not a good thing. So I have an interview tomorrow. <laughs> I'm still working. Like, every we squashed it. That, but, like, now I'm like, I am embarrassed is that by my emotional breakdown that I had. And now I just need to leave and pretend it never happened. So anyways, uh, basically, uh, I was a fucking, I've been an emotional wreck this week. And then it's just been nonstop. And like, as I thought I was doing well with work, I basically told that I'm shit. I know that's not what she actually meant, but like, that's how my brain perceived it on Monday and had that fucking emotional breakdown and supervision. It's just been a really emotional week. Plus I got my period. (sighs) Plus now with like that whole thing on the fucking Facebook with that plant, I joined, I I joined the plant moms group. Oh my God. Yeah. And a lady thought that her husband was hot. I mean, he is, and I'm totally chill with it. Like my fiance is hot as fuck. And you know what? I don't. Can I have him? Like, literally, like, I will read you what she said. So she said, tell your husband to message me. I'm a single mom of three. Bitch, you lucky as fuck. I don't got you Addy right now. And I was like, you're lucky I don't have your Addy either. But it looks like you're living in Audacity because you got a lot of it. And she, she said, shut the fuck up. And I was like, excuse you? No wonder why you're a single mom of three. Go back to Whoville with your crotch goblins and your leather handbag looking ass. <laughs> like, you can say my, my fiance's hot. I know. He's hot as fuck. I am very well aware of it. I don't care who says it. I don't give a shit. I know he sleeps with me at night. But if it is multiple comments and it escalates to you saying, like, if I were there, I'd fuck your man. Like, we're about to throw down. <laughs> now we're gonna throw down because like there's a boundary like there's crazy people everywhere you gotta like <laughs> scrupulously avoid all the fucking crazy this shit. shit this is why i can't befriend women on a large scale why we have delaney now yeah i know thank you for not being a fucking crazy bitch well, I mean, I am How do you a crazy know bitch. She's right, but not you're a like, crazy you're, bitch. But you're crazy, on, but but on I'm just our not level, toxic. crazy. Toxic. You're just on our level, crazy. Thank you. You Shit. feel therapized? Fuck no. I started a whole ass <laughs> bottle of fucking wine. I gotta therapize myself with, but I can't do that right now. Oh yeah, so that should be part of the check-in with Delaney, yeah. though. Miranda has been designing some merch. <sighs> We I have mean, face nice. masks and stuff now. I'm not an artist, but my God, it's funny. Right on. Yes. You've missed some jokes where your, she fucked up. What's your up. favorite cryptid? Don't answer that because then she's going to find an erotica based on it. <laughs> yeah. Shut gonna, okay. up. And then she's going to read it to you. I'm already, I'm already more familiar with Bigfoot erotica than I ever wanted to be. <laughs> and so I'm, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. She did one on Chewbacca recently. Um, also, my week has been, I've been in a slump and I've slept all week. It's been a fucked up week for both of us. I've been sorry, not feeling life this week, so I pretty much slept. The only reason why I got out of bed this today, this today, this today, this the tomorrow? only reason why I got out of bed this today was because I knew it was podcast day and that, uh, I forgot to fucking edit last week's fucking podcast. So I had to get my ass out of bed and do that. And um, plus I had a topic that I had wanted to follow up with for Delaney because I knew it was something that she would at least appreciate. Okay. But it was a, it's something that was on one of my favorite shows um, that I had finally seen an update for. 
that I've never seen an update for. So I, and it's something that I used to cover that I haven't covered for ever. Cause I've been stuck in this goddamn rabbit hole. So we're going in the way machine today. Um, so I had to get that printed out. Yep. Listen, I've been in such a slump this week that I tried to get off and I could not get myself <gasps> Dude, off. Dude, so now you know the stress about like right before my test, right? Yep. It was fucking terrible, right? And then I laid so there bad. and cried. Yep. And I called Like you my had friend. it. Did you have it turned all the way up? <laughs> oh, yeah. I turned that shit to max fucking power. And I was like, like Normally Why? the setting that you really cannot tolerate. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> Come sat on, there. <laughs> I screamed why I pulled out three different toys everything I screamed why and I cried I was like right there and I couldn't get it I screamed why dude cried. that's the worst is like when you're right there like I would so much rather like just like not be in the mood and be like and eh, this is really not doing it exactly for me. not just then like, like fucking right like fucking there and you can't get like, it can't fucking yeah. <laughs> just let me over the fucking you're, hump just exactly for a you're like right at the top of the hill but yeah. you just can't yeah fucking yeah you get like you like throw a stone at the before. top. It's fucking. I called my therapist's office. The I was like, I think I have a problem. Can I book an appointment, please? And <laughs> immediately, like now, thanks. I'm about to call the doctor and say I'm in hysterics. So the way they can do the job for me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck my I need a special treatment. Yeah. <laughs> fucking now. now. <laughs> hey Janet, how you doing? <laughs> 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 fucking rip your face off. Uh, do you need a new yeah. prescription? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you. yes, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. So, how are you doing, Delaney? We have yeah, talked to you, How you doing? I'm doing fine, y'all. I feel bad. You guys have had sounds like Dude, a sounds pretty like hard shit, week, man. and I've just been like working a lot. But have you started your that. podcast yet? No. Do that shit so that way we can put you on our affiliates and friends page. I might need to get your help, Janet, because I actually am in the process of trying to start my own YouTube channel. <gasps> oh, shit. YouTube channels are fun. We're yeah, not doing man. it, Janet. But I feel like I have to in a way. Like I've gone as far as I can go with writing about true crime, and so I feel like the next thing... It's like podcasts yeah, are yeah. great, but there's a shit ton of true crime podcasts. I've, I've there's like really six odd. billion true there's crime podcasts. So I've been seeing this lady pop up. But there's up not on a whole feed. lot of true crime YouTube channel. But yeah, I'm gonna call it the murder nerd. Oh, that would be so much fun. The nerd the nerder. The nerder. <laughs> the nerd murderer. The nerd nerder. No, that's not good. We don't murder like nerd. that. Because then nerd. we will be dead. Murder, yeah, murder. then I would be getting killed. I'm exactly. the murder nerd. Exactly. You know, murder nerd. glasses nerd. I, I the vote thing. the nerder. The nerder. <laughs> but like N U R D E R. That makes me think of nerf herder. <laughs> Sounds like nerf herder. Oh, damn it. She was. She said nerder. N U R D E R. Yeah, like nerder. 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 I'm coming today <gasps> uh, with some more nerds. Speaking of which, one of our new affiliates is. Hunt Killer, and I am very excited. Do you love true crime? Have you ever wanted to be a detective? Maybe solve a murder? Have you stayed up until 4 a.m. in an energy drink and Google Hole powered frenzy trying to figure out all the details of the John Benet Rams case to figure out who done it, only to have to wake up for work in two hours? Not that I've ever done that on numerous occasions or anything. Well, if you said yes to any or all of the above, then Hunt Killer is most definitely for you. 
Hunt a Killer is an immersive murder mystery game told over the course of six episodes. Each box is filled with different clues and physical items such as autopsy reports, witness statements, and more. You'll use these clues to solve the ongoing murder mystery, and in the final episode, you'll be able to catch the killer. Hunt a Killer is a perfect excuse to have a date night or to get your friends together for board game night. It's more interactive than watching a movie, encourages conversation, and still has a story that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Use the link on our website to get your own whole season box or hook yourself or a loved one up with a subscription to get the murder mystery sent right to your doorstep. Time for you to go finger a perp. You know what I mean, perverts. All right, so did you have more? Do you want rock, paper, scissors? All right, ready? Ready? All right, rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, I fucking called your bluff, bitch. Called your bluff. <laughs> what are you going to do now? Now I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh, oh snap. I should have gone with scissors. Yeah, baby, you should have. Oh, damn it. I always go with scissors all the time. And I was calling my own bluff, and I was going to, I went with paper, and she went with paper. It's okay. Scissors will make an appearance in my Florida man story. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Well, this is exciting. This is naughty. This is how long my story is today. Oh, good, because I have a little bit more. Okay, good. So, as you know, I've been doing the plant mom thing, because plants are better than humans. Aw. I'm finding. So... Um, because of that, I have been inspired, as you know, a lot of the, <laughs> your face is stupid. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, <laughs> I probably should have brought myself up a bombshell or something. I, I know. I'm like sad that I'm almost gone. It's with because we were talking to Delaney and I know. we got chatting I don't and mind drinking. because I like, I like, I like, I, know, I like Delaney. I like Delaney. Don't tell her though. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. I kind of like her. I think she's pretty cool. So she's my fun. drink, my drink went quick because she's we were not chatting. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's okay. All right. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, I've been I so I've been doing the plant mom thing. I have uh very quickly grown my collection from like the couple that we got after our photo shoot that one night, right? The couple. So yeah. So uh, Wegmans yep. in Elmira uh had a couple more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll say a cu- uh, we'll say a couple more. So, <laughs> or like my post today, a dub, a dub, <laughs> a dub zen, a dub zen, a dub zen. Oh, I thought that a dozen meant twenty because of a dub zen. <laughs> I thought a dozen yeah. meant twenty because a dub is twenty. Yeah, that's not real <laughs> reality. If you have a brain, but you know, here we are with that. But yeah, so um, Wegman's had some more. Uh, so a gnome. I love gnome. gnomes. Maybe. You won't. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So a gnome is a small creature with an affinity for the earth. In old legends, these little men were miners who lived in solitude underground. But with that being said, I'm sure when I say gnome, you're picturing a cute little ceramic garden humanoid with a little sign that says gnome sweet gnome or something stupid like that, right? No, I was actually thinking of the cartoon, you know, like If Nomeo you say Nomeo and, and Juliet, God damn it. I knew you were going to fucking say Nomeo and Juliet. I mean, it's cute, but no. No. No, not at all. 
So usually having like a cute little tunic, short little chubby white guy with a cute big button nose and a big point dunce cap that goes over his eyes, right? Like, well, according to folklore, this is not what gnomes actually look like, but this image has been around since the 1800s. Sherlock gnome? Sherlock gnome. Yeah, we're not doing that today. Not today. All right. That's cultural. That's cultural appropriation. Right. (laughs) So originally a gnome was an ugly little underground dwelling being certainly did not wear cute, bright clothing and had terrible personal hygiene. All right. So they opted to live underground because they didn't prefer to interact with humans, particularly, which is totally valid. Like, so I'm I'm basically a gnome, except I have better. I'd like to think I have personal good at personal hygiene. I mean, I wash at least at you know at least like once a year (laughs) so (laughs) but they were known to be minors and it was believed that following advice for a gnome would make anyone rich they were thought to be associated with golden treasure wealth and wisdom but nowadays though gnomes are found wandering in a garden almost a guardian of plants and the guardian of the garden and the forest So today's gnomes are cute and shy, but in reality, they were menacing and mischievous. One of the favorite pastimes of a gnome is to pop out of hiding to play pranks, along with dropping their pants in public. Absolutely. Janet, that's you. Mm -hmm. So what exactly were their roles throughout history, you might ask? Dropping their pants in public. Just ask. What was their roles in public? Well, Janet, I'm so glad that you asked unprovoked. All right. (laughs) So according to mythology.net and European culture, gnomes have a special connection to the earth. In fact, they were once considered earth elementals, meaning that they would they could travel through earth as easily as humans travel through air. But they can't but we can't actually do that. We have to have tools to do that. Right. Right. No, we walk around in the air, like. Okay, so that see, I was thinking like, <laughs> fla- flapping, flapping over our hands. arms. I was like, that's not a good thing. Like birds go through. Maybe air? that's not as maybe that's not as easy as one would imagine. That. <laughs> Don't do that. You know, just disclaimer, so we can't help be held liable for you can't anything. Jump from a building and float through air. If you choose to do this, this was on your own volition. We did not <laughs> encourage you to do this because please don't do that. To this day, they are believed to enrich garden soil, making vegetables and flowers flourish. Some gnomes are capable capable of speech, while others are not. The gnomes who do speak are known to be clever with jokes and riddles. But gnomes were first introduced by Paracelsus, Paracelsus, yes, Paracelsus, Paracelsus, a 16th century alchemist who believed that these little creatures were earth elementals. For the next three centuries, gnomes continued to be underground, so to speak. They were mostly discussed by alchemists and obscure mythological scholars. During the 19th century, gnomes began to creep up into the public awareness. At first, they were used as the opposite of fairies, ugly, earthy, and backwards creature, where fairies were beautiful, ethereal and graceful but by the end of the 19th century the public had embraced gnomes they appeared as quaint helpful creatures in children's stories and gnome uh, gnomes and gardens were already being mass produced to delight adults and oh my god they're so cute with their little signs and their little fishing poles and they're just like hey i'm Jeff. be back later taking a nap and just bullshit Despite its slow and obscure beginning. Tell us how you really feel. I'm just saying. I'm just rocking out with the history, man. (laughs) So despite its slow and obscure beginning, the gnome has become a staple in modern fantasy. 
These little creatures pop up in Oz as underground businessmen, in Narnia as underground slaves, and in Tolkien's Middle-earth as talented miners of gemstones, and in J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World as common garden pests. Yep. Dr. Nilder Krelt, who is a gnomologist, a gnomologist, that's like, a promise. I wonder what kind of degree he had to get right? for that. Right? Like, like what's fuck. the licensing board look right. like? Right. Like, <laughs> do you think he woke up one day and was job like, secu- I want to. I want to know what that job security looks like. Like, right? to be for real. Like, did he wake up one day and was like, "Do you know gnomes are a thing? Did you know that nobody has this job? And did gnome, you know? Did you know? Did you know? Gnome. Nobody has this ah! job. And I'm about to secure my fucking future for the rest of my life. Because nobody. Spare change. Spare change. Oh, my God. change. All right. But uh, so Dr. Nilder Krelt, who is a gnomologist. About to be a janitologist. (laughs) I'm a janitologist. I fucking study your dumbass every fucking week. I'm a Mirandaologist. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Mirandologist. 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 All right. So they, he said, he or she, I don't know, this person, this person, I don't want to assume a gender, all right? This gnomologist said, they don't appear to be hostile, but the stench is unbearable and they emit a blood-curdling scream at night. Wait, Janet, you're a gnome? <laughs> Only when I'm getting poked in the rear. Oh, but you don't do that. Exactly. Because I would put a, out a blood-curdling scream. And the stench is unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> But that all is according to European folklore. But gnomes are widespread species known to a number of human races believed to originate from Scandinavia. Gnomes later migrated to the lowlands some 1500 years ago. So according to Scandinavian culture, some of the common tropes of gnomes are alchemy, burrowing, crafting, earth manipulation, escape artistry, gadget usage, illusion awareness, illusion manipulation, mechanical intuition, night vision, potion creation, semi-immortality, subterranean adaptation, technology manipulation, and technomancy. I want to know how they know all this shit. Because gnomes are real. Haven't you ever played World of Warcraft? Duh. Just They're also in D&D. D. Yes, that's like, true. I've actually played a gnomish character. See, see there you go. Oh see, I... Can't I haven't ever played a gnome um, in World of Warcraft because friends don't let friends play Alliance <laughs> for the horde. <sighs> Anyways, so Germans name them Erdmanlings, except in the Alpine areas where they are called Heinzemackenchens. <laughs> Heinzemackenchens nailed it. Nailed Ooh. it. This sounds like a whole lot of mac and cheese, but carry on. <laughs> Heinz of mac and cheese. Oh, I do want some mac and cheese now. <laughs> in Denmark and Norway, they are Nisse. Nissen is a Swedish vari- uh, variation. In Britain, they are called Nains. Tonte to the Finns in Farnskogenmand is their name in Iceland. The Polish call them by the familiar Nom, but without the E at the end. Oh, okay. Bulgaria and Albania, however, use Doja. In, no. in Hungary, Yugoslavia, and Czechoslovakia, gnomes are called Mano. The Dutch use Kabutor and the Belgian Skritik. Waffle. What? What? Waffle. 
What? Belgian. I say Belgian and you just say waffle. Yeah. Wow. Way to culturally appropriate, <laughs> Janet. Jeez. <laughs> Switzerland and Luxembourg use the same name, Kleinmannikin, which means little men. Domovi, I don't even know how to fucking pronounce that one. Jedos is used in Western Russia. Okay. So, gnomes consist of a number of different types. The most common is the forest gnome, who rarely comes into contact with man. The garden gnome lives in old gardens and enjoys telling melancholy tales. Dune gnomes are slightly larger than their woodland brethren brethren, and choose remarkably drab clothing. House gnomes have the most knowledge of man, often speaking his language. It is from the family that gnome kings are chosen. Uh, farm gnomes resemble their house brethren, but are more conservative in manner and dress. Siberian gnomes have been more interbred than other gnomes and associate freely with trolls. They are much larger than the other types and have an affinity more in, of a more nasty nature. Ooh, nasty. It is best never to evoke the ire of such gnomes, for they delight in revenge. 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 You have issues? Yes. Gnomes tend to live in hilly meadows and rocky woodlands. In Huygens' book, it says that they live in three house. I'm sorry, in three trees. The house itself, with a hidden entrance from another tree, and then a third is the supply room with grains, beans, potatoes, and everything else the gnomes may need to during the winter. And in appearance, gnomes are usually an average of 15 centimeters tall, but in some stories, they are said to be around a foot or 30 centimeters tall in height. But it's with its cap on, it appears much taller. Their feet are somewhat pigeon-toed, which gives them an extra edge on speed and agility through the wooden grass. The males weigh 300 grams, approximately, and female is 250 to 275 grams. The male wears a peaked red cap, a blue-brown-green pants, and either felt boots, birch shoes, or wooden clogs. Around his waist is a belt with a toolkit attached, holding a knife, hammer, so on and so forth. They are a fair of face, although they boast rosy red cheeks. Long beards adorn their faces and turn gray far sooner than their hair. The females wear gray or khaki clothing consisting of a blouse and skirt to their ankles, of course, because we don't need any hussies up in this gnome house, right? Yep. There's gnome hoes in this house. There's gnome (laughs) hoes in this house. (laughs) Uh, so she also has black gray knee socks and high shoes or slippers. Before she is married, she dons a green cap. Prior to marriage, her hair is hanging down. The outfit is complemented by a green cap and braids with which later disappear under a scarf while the green cap is replaced by more somber tones after she marries. Most gnomes are seven times stronger than a man, can run at speeds of 35 miles per hour and have better sight than a hawk. These abilities help the gnome to do many things, such as find wounded, wounded dying animals for which they feel they are responsible for. Because they are the guardians of the garden, right? Aww. Because of their love for animals, all of the animals of the forest are the gnome's friends and are willing to help them at any time. Many people say that gnomes have elevated practical jokes to an art form, but most especially, they love gems and jewelry and are considered by many to be the best gem cutters and jewelers in existence. 
Males are the guardians of animal kind and show little preference for their animal friends, notwithstanding their aversion to cats, both wild and domesticated. They are known for freeing wildlife from man's traps and for operating on farm animals whose owners have neglected them or who are simply too poor to afford a veterinarian. Their enemies are mainly trolls. Fuck them trolls, right? Fuck them trolls. What's wrong with their gems in their bellies? You don't like their gems in their bellies? Is that why you don't like the trolls? Nope. Nope. And Fuck they're them. naked all the time? Exactly. Fuck them. You just don't like their colored hair? It's... I feel like I'm a troll. <laughs> I think I'm part hobbit, so. I'm definitely. <laughs> oh, girl. If I didn't shave my toes, I would have hobbit feet 100%. I feel like I'm oh, a troll. Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. Same here. Oh, yeah. Plus, Turned I'm only feet. five feet tall. Exactly. So I'm like, you know, that's the so Italian part of me. That I am not appropriating because of my fucking culture. I just Sorry. need a gem in my belly. I'm good. We can do that. We'll just ice it a little bit. Just kidding. I do not promote that. Don't do that. Please don't. No home piercings. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Take it from someone who's been there. Exactly. Been there, done that, <laughs> got that. Never ends well. <laughs> been there, done that, got that infection. All right. <laughs> don't do it. If you're around this area, go to Mikey at Big Ink in Elmira. Fucking love him. All right, so their enemies are mainly trolls, and other beings who would try to destroy them are their homes. Otherwise, they are mostly peaceful beings. Hmm. Their diet mostly consists of generally vegetarian options, with their main meal consisting of nuts, which consist of hazelnuts, walnuts, beech like nuts. I know you love nuts. It's love in our logo. love nuts. I heart nuts is literally in our logo. Mushrooms, peas, beans, a small potato... Small potato. Small potato. Small potato. Uh, applesauce, fruit, berries of all kinds, tubers, spices, vegetables, and preserves for dessert. As a beverage, the gnome drinks mead dew, which is fermented honey. Dude, I love mead. Mm. Mm, fucking shit. Ooh, that's one thing I have to get for us. Have you ever had mead? Mm-hmm. Like real mead? Mm-hmm. Like not store-bought mead? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Have you ever had mead? mead. Oh, yeah. I'm a pagan, honey. Like, that's, okay, good. that's like what we good. do. <laughs> okay, cool. Set shit on fire and brew mead. Like, Fuck that's... yeah, dude. Shit, yeah. <laughs> I had it at He's like, Bear. real mead is fucking bomb as fuck, dude. I yeah, love it's it. good. It is. So good. Uh, fermented raspberries, which have a very high alcohol content. A little luscious. And spiced gin as a nightcap. The gnome eats no meat. So often consumes the nectar of the high rotine plant called the Vicia sepium. Sepuim. Fluffy willow catkins dressing them up like dolls. So a gnome is a diminutive spirit in Renaissance magic and often in alchemy living underground. They are often mentioned as one of the four spirits of the four elements, making them a salamander, fire, gnome, earth, un- undine, water, and sylph, air. They dwell underground and die there as well. Ancient and dark, they often wear monk robes. They are usually small and humpbacked and may become giants. The word comes from the Renaissance Latin gnomus, which first appears in the works of 16th century Swiss alchemist Paracelsus. He's perhaps deriving the term from Latin genomus, itself representing a Greek symbols. Insert symbols here because there's a lot of them. I don't know. Literally symbols. There's no words there. Sweet. 
literally earth dweller. Alternatively, the term may as well be an original invention of Paracelsus. He classifies them as earth elementals and describes them as two spans high, reluctant to interact with humans, and able to move through solid earth. The chthonic? The chthonic? The chthonic spirit has precedence in numerous ancient and medieval mythologies, often guarding mines and precious underground treasures, notably in the Germanic dwarves and the Greek chelybites, telchines, or dactyls. And that my friends, is gnomes. They are protectors of our little plant friends because plants are more reliable than people. Thank you. Wow. That's exciting, isn't it? That is exciting. You I know, know you look like you wanted to fucking, you'd rather fart in a box and smell it. Do you know it's even more exciting than farting in a box and smelling it? Yeah. I don't know. Not much. It's Delaney's time. Fuck yeah, it is. Many of you know that I do burlesque, so for me, a sexy outfit is absolutely vital. But not only do I wear lingerie on stage in a photo studio, but I have a whole different collection for the bedroom as well. Well, I want to tell you about Yandy. Yandy is one of the leading suppliers of lingerie, costumes, rave and dancewear, swimwear, accessories, and more. They carry a wide variety of styles and sizes from extra small to extra, 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 extra luscious. I don't want you to hear that lingerie is pointless because it gets removed. Because you are a gift that should be slowly unwrapped and cherished. No partner? That is perfectly okay. Research shows that people who wear lingerie for themselves also report more feelings of boosted confidence and empowerment. None to lingerie either? That's okay. They also carry clothing and hosiery, including comfy jammy sets. They really have something for everyone and for all budgets as well. So use the affiliate link on our website to get yourself wrapped up in lace and latex, babe. <laughs> you deserve it. You know what that means, right? Florida Man of the Week! Just when you think things couldn't get more fucked up. Florida Man says, Alright y'all, hold my fucking beer, I'm going in. Oh, Delaney. Tell us your Florida Man story. Okay. You're going to like this, ladies. Oh, my God. I love you so much. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm hyped. <laughs> the Florida man for this week is oh. Alex Bonilla. Like Bobby Bonilla? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm offended. But last month, <laughs> last month, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison for holding his wife's lover at gunpoint and Ooh. then cutting off his penis with a pair of scissors. Wait, his own penis or his... The, lover. the guy who was sleeping with his wife. Oh, Tied him up girl! At Every story you piece. bring to us is about some dude getting <laughs> some balls or genitalia cut off. She said she didn't have an update for the one that she brought to us last. Yeah, night. the last guy I brought just like was some unknown dude who like tapped into the water supply. Like there were no genitals involved. No, I but the main that story that you brought. Okay. Yeah, there was like a whole like <laughs> that was an a... Arkansas man. Arkansas yeah. man, T- totally different type of crazy. But still, <laughs> genitalia being cut off and removed. <laughs> yeah, there was there was definitely castration involved. Totally <laughs> true. All right. So what about this guy? Something Bonia got his balls. Alex cut Bonilla. Off? Okay. Yeah, he found out that his wife was having sex with the victim mm-hmm. two months prior to when he attacked him. 
Mm-mm. So oh, according snap. to the police, Benilla uh, allegedly barged into the victim's home, who was his neighbor across the street, Jesus. the morning of July 14th, 2019. Oh, shit. That's like he was armed with a gun. My birthday. <laughs> he was armed with a gun at the time and warned the man that if he tried to resist, he would kill him. So from there, authorities say Benilla forced his neighbor into the bedroom where he tied him up and, quote, forcefully cut off the victim's penis with a pair of scissors. I love how it's also mentioned specifically that it's forcefully because it's like, oh, no, here's my dick. Go ahead. Cut it off. Yeah. Well, he was under <laughs> the it gun. It was consensually cut off. You want to die? And then he allegedly. I think I would rather die than have my dick cut off if I had a dick. Yeah, right. I mean, you could still die after you got your dick cut off. Right, exactly. But then you just die without a dick. Yeah. Is that how you. But then he allegedly took it and ran across the street to his own home with it. At it. (laughs) Check it out. So, anyway, last month he he pled no contest and he was sentenced to 20 years. Oh, my God. Janet, if you had to choose, I'm going to murder you. Or cut your clitoris off. Which would you prefer? The clitoris is a lot smaller than a dick. Yeah, but it's but got there's just feeling. as many it's, nerve it's, endings. It's got at least double the amount of nerve endings. I think I'd rather die. Thank you. Point proven. Carry on. I mean, it would depend on what method of execution. Yeah. But yeah, probably. I would never be <laughs> I'd rather die. Flat I'd out. never be able nope. to get off again. It, literally never. If that is how you get off, you will literally never get off again. Do you want to live that life? No. Is that the life you want to live? No. Would you rather die? I'd rather die. I would literally rather die. So Delaney's got another story for us. <gasps> Do you? You have more for us? Yeah. Girl, I, love I mean, you. it's a story about a shitbag criminal. As usual. I love shitbag criminals. <laughs> Is this oh, this, he is the king of the fucking shit bags. Wait. Like, think of all the most evil, vile types of people you can think of. My husband. He's all of those things mm. in one person. He's like the oh. he's like a, a living bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell I'm a writer? I'm so eloquent. Li- <laughs> a living bag of shit. I like oh. living bags of shit. <laughs> that is very descriptive. Thank you. Love it. Living bag of shit. Do you want to hear about him? Sure fucking do. So I can feel like less of a piece of shit myself. So we can hear about a whole (laughs) literal bag of shit. He's, yeah. So his name is Nathan Larson. Yeah, that's a bag Um, of shit name. Yeah, and I I have to give you his whole backstory because he's just so fucking awful. (laughs) Let's hear it. So we'll start in 2008. That year he ran for Congress uh, as an anarcho-capitalist, which is not actually That's a thing. Not. I hate to tell these people that. But. It's like Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Like those two things don't yeah. organize anyway. anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so he his platform was he wanted to auction off all of the nation's infrastructure and then dissolve all levels of government. And he was actually endorsed by the Libertarian Party, but shockingly failed to win the election. I know that I, I was shocked too. Hmm. But so so far, not so bad. But after he lost the election, he sent an email to the Secret Service threatening to kill the president, and he was trying to enlist the Secret Service to help him kill yeah, the that's president. Because that's what you do. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's totally the Secret Service's deal. Is yeah. Trying to kill the president. Yeah. So he was arrested for that. He pled guilty and he was sentenced to 16 months in prison and three years supervised parole. He was required to participate in mental health treatment, but he said it was a waste of taxpayer dollars because oh, he didn't think he had a mental disorder. So many clients say that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly the thing a person with a mental disorder would say, right? Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's explore that just a little bit more. So far, mm-hmm. it's not too terrible. He was released after 14 months. Mm-hmm. But then we start to get more of a picture of what this guy is really about. So in 2010, he got served with divorce papers and his ex had to take out a restraining order against him. And this is what she said in the, you know, you have to like give a, a legal affidavit saying here's why. And she said, during our relationship, he was severely emotionally and sexually abusive towards me. He stated multiple times that he wanted to have sex with a child He raped me until I was pregnant and stated his intention to have sex with my child after she was born. I believe Um. in abortion. Well, this this guy, Nathan Larson, he openly admitted to it. Like, wasn't even ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, until it happens, because like even when I was at a previous job where there were youth who were sexual offenders... Um, they, so like if somebody says that, like, I'm going to rape that kid, they literally cannot do anything until there is something that is actually done. That's bullshit. Yep. If, if that person yeah. says, and I am guy, going Nathan to rape Larson that is like, child, they cannot do anything until it's yeah. actually done, which is the biggest yeah. fucking bunch of bullshit. Even if they yeah. have a history, they cannot do anything until there is actually something done. Uh, exactly. Uh, it's and this up. guy, Nathan it's Larson, is like the fucking case study for why that maybe needs to be looked at. <laughs> he actually filed to try and get custody of the infant daughter. And at his trial, he, tr- he kind of treated it like it was a public forum on the rights of pedophiles. He admitted that he had sexual feelings for children, and he said he couldn't guarantee that he wouldn't have sex with his own daughter. And again, shockingly, he was not granted custody. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why. That yeah, right? is. I <laughs> like he was totally shocked. That. And once again was like, oh, the custody courts are biased against fathers. Maybe yeah, okay. rapist fathers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe being a pedophile might have had not really helping that. your situation there. <laughs> what a dipshit. So, um, so during this time, he's becoming more and more involved in the manosphere. If you guys know what the manosphere is, it's like all these like toxic shit. It's gotta be shit. Just like, man. Yeah. It's like the men's rights activists. (laughs) Sounds like a circular fucking jerk of man bullshit. Fuck this guy. This guy needs to be set on fire. Yeah. So he's. He's getting really involved in all this stuff, you know, the incels, even though he was married, it's still he still kind of has that philosophy. Um, And at one point he was running multiple like message boards that were specifically aimed at pedophiles and incels running. And he would post things. Cool. Yeah, he would post he would post things like feminism is the problem. Rape is the answer. And he would post fantasies about raping his own daughter. Mm -mm. He hailed hitler pardon the pun 
as a white supremacist hero, and he admired the mass murderer Elliot Roger. Cool. And on some of his sites, he would have these secret, like, members-only forums, mm -hmm. you know, where you had to, like, get approved, where they would share child porn oh, on these fuck. secret forums. So, yeah, he's and pretty much a And the sad thing bag. is, it's there's a little so bit rough, many, man. There's so many men. A little men. bit rough. There's so... Mine's not any better. There's so many Great. men out there like this, too. So oh, many. Yeah. Yeah, and women, too, though. Oh, yeah. There are some fucked up people out there. Man, woman. Yeah, but this fucking, is like a whole thing. This is a fucking like this thing, whole, yeah, dude. Like, he thinks this is normal. He's, mm -mm. like, in this, like, stew mm -mm. of these internet message boards and groups that are all telling each other, yeah, yeah, this is normal and we're good and you know like the rest of the world is just brainwashed or something like mm -hmm. i don't even know i can't even wrap my mind around it but that's how it is so then in 2017 this motherfucker runs for his state representative virginia oh, my right God. <laughs> but it's real interesting because yeah <laughs> so there's this youtuber named bell de Maisy, mm -hmm. and normally she just sort of does vlogs and YouTube videos about like mental health and stuff like that. But somehow or another, she like stumbled across one of his sites that was called rapey.co uh, where members Ew. would discuss rape and pedophilia fantasies and instructions on how to commit these crimes and get away with them. And so this chick, Bill DeMazy, she kind of like made it her mission to like out Larson as the administrator of these sites and to get the site removed and to, of course, get people not to vote for this guy. So then the next year, 2018, he runs for U.S. Congress, right? Because he's, you know, he's got a great platform and he knows he's going to get support. His platform includes he supported, quote, benevolent white supremacy. He wanted to repeal the 19th Amendment, you know, the one that gives women mm -hmm. the right to vote. Jesus Christ. And he wanted to reveal, repeal the Violence Against Women Act and said that women should be treated as property. Oh. He also advocated for legalizing incestuous marriages, child pornography, and pedophilia. Nope. This was his platform that he ran for Congress on this platform. Nope. So tell so, us, how far did he get with that one? Please tell me. He did not get very far. <laughs> so this got the attention of like not only local media, but some national news media. Because obviously I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't, you know, right. in the national right, news. Right, right. And so now, you know, people are like, whoa, this guy's a fucktard. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I did, haven't used that word. But how many so people... <laughs> But how many people sorry, actually agreed with that? No, I love that word. That's my <laughs> one of my favorite words, and I haven't used it in so long. So he got outed, you know, and again, like, he didn't think there was anything wrong with what he believed. But clearly, you know, most people were like, ugh. And so he kind of faded away. Like, nobody really heard from him. He was still kind of running these sites. And Belle DeMaisy was still trying to, like, say somebody, you know, he's going to rape somebody. He's, like, talking about it. He's planning it. You know, somebody needs to do something. But like you said, Miranda, nobody can really do anything until he actually yeah. takes a concrete step. Right. So, you know, that was, you know, nobody could do anything about it until yeah. this last December. So December 2020. He raped somebody under the Christmas tree. <laughs> that would be that would be very in character for him, for yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. But, he goes uh, big. 
<laughs> yeah. So in Fresno, no, California, so they all would the way on the other side of the country. With a Christmas tree. <laughs> with a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what how he needs to be raped is yes, with a Christmas tree. Valid. Fuck the Gosh, natural. That would be the no all natural juniper Christmas tree. So De- December twelfth of twenty twenty, um, this twelve year old girl in Fresno, California goes missing out of her home. And her parents immediately report it, like probably the next morning when they saw she wasn't in her bed, like, mm. you know, immediately. And, um, you know, they just had like some surveillance footage of her getting into like an Uber with somebody and they didn't really have a lot. But then they started talking to her friends and her friends, you know, who were around the age of 12 because she was 12. Oh. Um, they're like, yeah, she she met this older guy on Discord and like they started a long distance relationship no. and she was going to run away with him. And Jesus. they're like, are you sure this fuck? isn't your Florida man? <laughs> now he's Virginia man. So, damn it. <laughs> so they're able to like, and they were the, the friends were like, yeah. And um, she even showed us his Wikipedia page and they show it and it's Nathan Larson. So they're able to sort of like, you know, track him down and discovered that yes, he had booked a flight from Virginia to Fresno on the day that she went missing and mm-hmm. that he had two tickets out of Fresno going back to Virginia, but it had a layover in um, Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so because they were acting very quickly, they were able to like get a hold of the, you know, TSA at Boulder and be like, Hey, this fucking dude and this 12 year old girl are in your airport, you know, do not let them get on a plane, you know, hold right. them. So they were able to actually arrest him and the 12 year old girl in Boulder and then, you know, extradited him back. Now she seemed to be unharmed, but after they questioned her, she did say that he had like fondled her Mm -hmm. and she talked about how they'd had this long distance relationship and he'd like gotten her to send him kind of explicit pictures of herself and stuff like this. And so he was charged with a bunch of felony shit. Clearly like, see if he's convicted on all counts, he would face a minimum of three life sentences plus 50 years. Holy shit. Good. Yeah. So he was denied bond. He's in Fresno jail awaiting trial. So this is all allegedly he has not yet been convicted. Mm But it's pretty, like, the information's just, like, right there. So, and the other thing, too, is that um, the cops said that based on the sophisticated way that he groomed this girl, Mm -hmm. that they highly suspected that he'd done it before. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, after he was busted, several other girls, including a girl from Canada, came forward to say that he had done this stuff with them, too. Right. So, uh, so he's like, like now, like in the like international territory. Yeah, he could be facing deep shit for that. Yeah, so not that like, he's not already. But. That is way more than you know, which is crazy because it's like it, it it shouldn't necessarily just depend on like oh like we're a mile from the state line, so it's not a felony. But like now we're over the state line. Oh, it's a felony! Oh, I got called and contact the FBI. Like it's still fucking bad. Yeah. It shouldn't be the, the, like, where it takes place. It should be the, the severity of it. You ready for this shit? Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Delaney. I appreciate thank your you. terrible people that you bring with <laughs> lots I'm of sure dick and ball chopping. It's up stuff. Delaney's alley. I That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> up Delaney's skirt. I, I was hope saying. This guy's not up Delaney's skirt. 
Nobody's up my alley. My alley's been closed. My alley's been closed for repairs since like 2016. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I feel like I could send her a care package, right? Do you ever watch the show I Survived? Yeah, that's the one where they talk about getting attacked or like surviving, and they survived. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they? I think so. (laughs) Yes. What's the show called? I survived. Did did they survive? (laughs) Is it with Charisma Carpenter? (laughs) Is the host Charisma Carpenter? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So this is horrible to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But did they live to tell the tale? I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite stories, which is horrible to say because it's like a horrible story. It's terrible that they survived. It's amazing that she survived. Okay. Good. But it's horrible what happened to her. It usually would be. That's like every episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, like, yeah, my ex-husband fucking stabbed me 67 times and set my face on fire like, and ran over me with the car. Oh, but I fucking But I fucking exciting. That's exciting. But cool. the guy that... It's like did, a typical Tuesday night. But the guy that did this Day to night. her, there was never like an update on him. So I always wondered what happened. So I'm like one of those weird ones that always want to know what happened. So I was watching it the other night and um, I was like, I wonder whatever happened to this guy. And I'm glad I looked it up because it was not fucking justice. So why are you glad? I'm not glad. It's never justice. Oh, no, this is so not. So I wanted to touch base on this so you could actually hear what happened to this guy. So, yeah, so this was my favorite episode. Okay. Shitty fucking story. I saw him talking. So do you remember the story of no the man named Lawrence Singleton? I mean, that name sounds familiar, but no. Okay, so we're going to go over this. Wait, did we do this in an episode? No, we're going to go over this douchebag. Maybe. So his stupid five seconds, two seconds, two milliseconds of Singleton was born in Tampa, Florida. So he's a Florida man. And uh, he worked as a merchant seaman. That's the only (laughs) fucking bullshit that I'm going to say about it. So wait a minute. Did you swallow the whole crew? I would never swallow this man. Like the Kraken? He's a douche. So you're saying you've never swallowed it from a douche? That's gross. So we're going to talk about Mary Vincent. Nobody. That name sounds familiar. Okay. So on September 29th, 1978, Singleton picked up 15-year-old Mary Vincent of Las Vegas while she was hitchhiking in Berkeley, California. He knocked her unconscious with a sledgehammer, spent the whole night... Wait, with a sledgehammer? Hold on. So he knocks her unconscious with a sledgehammer, hmm. spent the whole night raping her, um. and tortured her by severing both her forearms with a hatchet. Oh, yeah. Do you remember who this is now? Yes, I do. But I remember I, this episode. Like, I hate this one, but I love it at the same time. Singleton figured she was dead or near death, so he threw her off a 30-foot cliff on Interstate 5 near Del Porto Canyon, California, leaving her naked and bleeding out. Did you ever see this one? Mm-mm. Yeah. So she now has no arms, completely naked, yeah. been raped all night long, hit with a sledgehammer, and thrown down a fucking 30-foot cliff. So she doesn't have arms? No arms. Does she still have legs? Has legs. She <laughs> mitigated the bleeding from her forearms by shoving them into mud, and the mud suppressed her bleeding while she managed to pull herself back up the cliff. She walked for three miles mm-hmm. naked, Ooh. covered in blood, and armless, 
before finding and alerting a passing couple who took her to a hospital. But mind you, on the episode, it totally shows that like all these cars kept fucking passing this girl and nobody would stop for her. Not one person. So she just climbed up a 30 foot fucking cliff with no arms. With no arms. No fucking arms. And nobody would fucking stop for her. Yeah, people don't Fuck fucking care, people. man. People don't fucking care. So this couple stops, took her to a hospital, and by the time of Singleton's arrest, Vincent was wearing prosthetic arms. So by the time they found her, she finally got, or by the time he got arrested, they had finally, like, got her with prosthetic arms. She's alive. Oh, She's say, all good. Like, did she just, like, fucking, like, go to, like, the gap and take some of the arms off of the no. mannequins or something? No, this is, like, fast forward. Like, it doesn't go, I didn't do, I didn't go down through the whole, like, story because I, I wanted an update on him. So I just gotcha. went through. So six months after the assault, Vincent faced Singleton at his trial. This is where the bullshit happens. This is? Oh, no. <laughs> that was bullshit. That was the worst bullshit. But this is where some extra bullshit happens. Oh, Jesus Christ. Six months after the assault, Vincent faced Singleton at his trial, where her testimony helped to convict him. Singleton was sentenced, and this is why I wanted an update, to 14 years in prison. The maximum allowed by law in California at the time. The presiding judge remarked, if I had the power, I would send him to prison for the rest of his natural life. 14 years for all that shit he had just done to her. 14. While Vincent... Is he still in prison? That's why I was doing the update. So while Vincent won a $2.56 million civil judgment against singleton she was unable to collect it when singleton revealed that he was unemployed in poor health and had only 200 dollars in savings so she never even got any money out of this so even though she won all that fucking money she didn't yeah. get it the lesson is if you're going to get raped and nearly killed make sure that your attacker is very wealthy yeah right yep. make sure he's actually sick uh, you know a fucking sugar daddy So along with the particularly gruesome and callous aspects of the crime, the case became even more notorious after Singleton was paroled after serving only eight years in prison. Oh, what a piece of shit. See, this is the shit that I didn't know. This is the shit. I knew that he went to court and went to for 14 years, but this was all the, like, the money in this shit. This is the shit I didn't know. So... He was able to reduce his time through good behavior and working as a teaching assistant in a prison classroom. Singleton was paroled to Contra Costa County, California, but no town would accept his presence. I wonder fucking why. So he had to live in a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin Prison until his parole ended a year later. So he was still let out early. Jesus. According to Time Magazine, as authorities attempted to settle him in one Bay Area town after another, angry crowds and Tampa's chapter of Guardian Angels led protests, screamed, picketed, and eventually prevailed. In Rodeo, about 25 miles northeast of San Francisco, a crowd of approximately 500 local protesters were up in arms and forced officers to move him under armed guard from a hotel room. 
Authorities tried housing him across the street from Concord City Hall, but that was met with protests and failed too. He was removed from one apartment in Contra Costa County in a bulletproof vest after 400 residents surrounded the building to protest a decision to place him there permanently. Um, I'm totally going to murder this name. Governor George Duke Magian um, ordered that Singleton be placed in a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin for the duration of his one-year parole. The outrage at this sentence resulted in legislation supported by Mary Vincent, which prevents the early release of offenders who have committed a crime in which torture is used. In 1987, Singleton's parole led to passage of California's Singleton Bill which carries a 25-year-to-life sentence. The leniency of the legal system shocked and outraged many. One journalist who interviewed him remarked, What was most surprising to me, however, was not his sentence. It was that Larry Singleton had worked his crimes around in his mind so, so completely that they did not warrant punishment at all. Right before Singleton's parole ended, Donald Stahl, the stan... Stanislaus County prosecutor at Singleton's trial said, I think if anything, he's worse now. He has not taken responsibility. He lives in a bizarre fantasy land and acquits himself each day. He doesn't accept his guilt and won't resolve never to do it again. So fast forward to after all of that bullshit and he was released. Singleton returned to his native Florida after his release In 1990, he was twice convicted of theft. He served a 60-day sentence for stealing a $10 disposable camera in spring 1990 and in the winter received a two-year prison term for stealing a $3 hat before his sentencing for the later crime. He described himself to the judge as a confused muddle-headed old man. In the spring of 1997, a neighbor called police to report Singleton assaulting a a woman in his home in Sulphur Springs, Florida. When police responded, they found the dead body of Roxanne Hayes. She had been stabbed multiple times in the upper body. Hayes was a sex worker and a mother of three. Mary Vincent traveled from California to Tampa to appear at Singleton's sentence. During her testimony, she described Singleton's attack and the toll the ordeal had taken on her. The judge sentenced Singleton to death. Singleton died in 2001 of cancer in a prison hospital at North Florida Reception Center in Stark, Florida. This motherfucker. It's just a theme. But... It's a theme, man. Anytime, anytime somebody like does a violent crime against women it just gets like the lightest mm-hmm. fucking sentence you know yeah but like if you do like anything against eight years men, for good behavior it's the death penalty for you yeah. or life that's fucking disgusting dude. i can think of so many other lighter crimes that were barely nothing that people get like the fucking death penalty for. Like literally. Yeah. And this there was motherfucker- literally a guy in Oklahoma, an old guy who was growing weed for medicinal use before it was legal, who got sentenced to ninety nine years in prison for growing weed. You ready well, to I guess we'll have to out? update with you yeah. again at a later date. Right? 
We always need the updates. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) See you in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, if you want me to come back next month and talk about another shitbag criminal. I mean, there's so many of them. (laughs) Always. Always. It's an embarrassment of riches. And we'll probably, hopefully, soon have an update on this Nathan Larson asshole. I mean, I don't see how he can be anything but convicted. Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking dick. (laughs) Dick bag of fucking fucks. All right. You ready to take this bitch out? I'm ready. Let's whore it. Delaney, as we take this motherfucker out, why don't you tell us one more time how everybody can find you? They can find me on Medium. Just go to DelaneyRBartlett.medium.com and there'll be lots of stories about shitbag criminals. All the stories. So if you are ever interested in listening to shitbag criminals and learning all about them, definitely check out Delaney. Delaney, thank you so much for putting up with our bullshit again and again and again. It's been a fantastic two and a half hours with you we love you though we really do thanks for having me thank you for thank you for having us all right (laughs) love you thank you Bye. bye hey thanks for listening to our show new episodes and content are made possible by listeners like you you can show support by also supporting our ad sponsors our friend shows by checking out some of our merch and our Patreon. All this can be easily found by going to fataldistractionpodcast.com.